Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Welcome back to Dear Writer, everyone. Today we are recording episode 74, and it is another one of our author spotlight episodes. And today we have Melissa McTurnan with us here. Hi, Melissa. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So Melissa McTurnan is a paranormal fantasy romance author based in New York. She has three novellas published by small presses. They are The Missing Marin, Through the Fairy Ring, and Secret Family Recipes for Love and Butter Cookies. By the way, that name's fabulous. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And her new self-published book, Bewitched by My Best Friend, came out last month. So congratulations on that as well. Thank you. And when she's not writing, you can find Melissa reading, cooking, or walking her dog. So it's nice to have you on the show, Melissa. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. What we usually do just to get things rolling is to ask you how you first got started writing and when did you decide to pursue it a little bit more seriously and think about getting your book published? So writing was not something I ever figured I would do. It didn't really seem possible. It seemed kind of like some some kind of magic that authors could do that I didn't <laughs> really ever think that I could do. But I always read a lot. Like I always loved reading. And then, I don't know, a few years ago, I... I was pushing my kids on the swing in our backyard and I just got this idea of something I wanted to write. And so I basically started writing just to see if I could do it. I feel like kind of like how people decide to run a marathon or something like, I don't know, let's just see if I can do this. So (laughs) that's kind of how it started was just this idea to try it. And I did. And I wrote this book, I guess. It sort of had some identity crisis. I don't think it really knew what it was exactly. Um, I tried querying it a little bit. And that's when I learned that genre is really important because I really didn't know who to send it to or what it was. (laughs) So that was kind of my first attempt. And then I tried doing the, I always get this wrong, but it's that novel writing month. Have you heard of that in November? Uh, oh, yeah. NaNoWriMo? Yes, that one. I did that like as another kind of challenge for myself. And that was fun. And actually, my dad read that one for me. This was back before my writing got quite a bit steamier now. And my, my dad used to <laughs> He doesn't read it anymore. Um, <laughs> and he actually was the one that was like, I think you wrote a romance. And I was surprised <laughs> like oh like a romance like with Fabio on the cover like what are you talking about and he he was like yeah I think this is a romance and then it sort of just escalated from there I guess and then I sort of found my sweet spot with novellas I like that length mm-hmm. it's hard for me to write a lot of words I know I hear writers talking about <laughs> that they have like, they have sounded to- really funny <laughs> it's hard for me to write words I'm a writer yeah though. yeah <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Well, I hear about writers having to cut so much out of their writing, you know, to really like scale back. And I have the opposite problem. I'm always trying to add more detail, more 
words. I also have that. Right. So I understand. Yeah. Ashley's the other way around. She's the, the yeah. one that cuts out and I add in. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed by people that have to cut stuff out. Like I'll take your stuff and put it in mine because I always need more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So that's kind of how it started. And then I started writing these novellas and I don't know, the more you write, I guess the more you decide you kind of want people to read it eventually. So yeah. Yeah, that's when I started sending to some smaller publishers because there's quite a few small romance publishers out there that will take unagented submissions. So Mm -hmm. you can kind of skip that literary agent step. (laughs) So I started sending to them and a couple worked out. And that's kind of where I am now. Yeah. I don't know. Did I answer your question? That felt really long, but that's no, no, it answers it. I I love that you stumbled into your genre. That's my favorite part (laughs) about that story because a lot of people already know what they're writing when they go in. So I like that you didn't really know, and then your dad was like, "I think it's a romance." Yeah, my dad had to tell me I was writing romance. Yeah, Um, kind of (laughs) embarrassing. Yeah. I didn't read a lot of romance before I started writing it. I kind of was one of those people that, I don't know, I thought it was cheesy or I just didn't think it was, you know, a genre that I wanted to read. And now that I read it and write it, I am I just love it and I'm obsessed with it and think it's great. But yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know at first <laughs> what I was writing. So that's probably a good sign. <laughs> That's probably a good segue into our next question, which is asking you uh, who some of your favorite authors and writers are that have inspired you. Yeah, so I would say I Love Everything by Kate Claiborne. She's amazing. Tessa Bailey is awesome. Sierra Simone is like, if you want something so steamy that like your eyeballs fall out, then Sierra Simone (laughs) is, I mean, she's the first person that I read where I was simultaneously like, this is both the dirtiest and most like beautiful thing I've ever read. Like she really (laughs) chose the line there. Yeah. So she's great. I love her. I'm obsessed with Outlander. So I just finished the ninth. (sighs) So are we. Yeah. So are we. I've like started it, but I haven't gotten too far into it yet. So big. Like it's huge. I don't know. I actually had the like hardcover copy of it because someone gifted it to me. And I'm just like, this thing, it weighs like 20 pounds (laughs) just to hold it and read it was a workout. But yeah, I just feel that. I haven't got it yet, but that might be my job for today because I've been like eyeing it up every time. I like walk past <laughs> it at the bookstore. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want. I've wanted it ever since Christmas because it came out around Christmas time. Yeah, and I kept hinting to everyone. I was like, so, <laughs> <laughs> but no one got it for me, so I'm gonna have to get it for myself. That's okay. Yeah, you should. It's just so great. I don't mind. It. Yeah, she's amazing. I mean, there's just so much in those. I feel like it doesn't matter what you like to read. She has everything in all in one yeah. book so yeah I would say those are my those are my top faves I like some of the author's names they seem so genre oh. appropriate yes there are some really good romance pen names out there in the world I kind of regret not using one pretty much every <laughs> time I write something really kind of extra you know I'm like oh I should have used a pen name <laughs> oh, I'm putting this out in the world with my real name on it so <laughs> But it's too late now. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going to say, just on a sort of related note, um, I'm just going to skip to one of our questions, which is about like what inspires and drives your stories, aside from like authors that you've read. Is there like any particular people in your life or any other sort of media or anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of what I read works this way into what I write that the fairy ring story that I wrote, I wrote right after I read a Sierra Simone series where there's this, it's called her Thorn Chapel series. And there's basically this door that shows up in the forest and, (laughs) you know, a lot of other stuff happens, but it was the door that really got me thinking about what was on the other side of it. So that's kind of where that fairy story came from, but just anything like things I'm watching I don't know if you guys have watched Ted Lasso. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Oh, well, first of all, you should watch it. And there is, it's like about soccer, sort of, or football, football. Okay. You know, your your football are soccer. <laughs> but New Zealand news is soccer as well. So oh, do you? Oh, okay, good. great. Yeah. So soccer. There's a character in that who's just really growly, grumpy man that I want to put in a book now. Just basically, I... You like steal little things from here and there. And I feel like most characters, I'm always kind of taking just little quirks from people I know or from myself and just sticking them in there just to make them interesting. Just I just pull apart people and then just reassemble them into a, <laughs> into a character, basically. <laughs> it's a good description because I feel like a lot of writers work that way. You know, you mm-hmm. just kind of get inspiration from like little pieces and memories of like the way someone like said something or did something. And Yeah. 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 Like, oh, that's a weird little thing she does, you know, every time. She... The way someone laughs or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Little little twitches people have or quirks or whatever. Yeah, those are fun to just stick in. It makes the characters, you know, seem more real, I think. So it seems you're quite busy with your kids at home and everything. So how do you juggle trying to write uh, with all of the busy home life and everything like that? Yeah, um, it's definitely gotten easier now that they're both in school full time. So... They're six and eight. So that's, that's been nice. They get on the bus and I wave goodbye. And then I (laughs) go inside and start writing (laughs) because I used to, you know, squeeze it in while they were napping or, oh, for a brief period, I tried waking up like before them to write. And that, that didn't last. That did not last. (laughs) I was just too tired. Yeah, yeah. I had to get up at like six and then I would just sit there being tired and not writing. So yeah, I didn't do that for very long. But now that they're in school, I can write while they're at school. And I think for me, it's just a matter of making it like a part of my set schedule of my day, Mm -hmm. you know, and I try to do it early because once the day gets going, then you know, it's off and you all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's I, three o'clock and I didn't write a thing. So I write, <laughs> um, you know, usually right after the kids leave. And yeah, I think just making it a priority. I like to set like a word count for myself for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that usually helps, especially if I'm working on a specific something that I want to get done 
you know, on a certain timeline. So I'll set my word count and then I just have to sit down and do it. (laughs) And sometimes it takes a while and I just don't let myself get up until the words are written. (laughs) So I was going to ask, I was like, I know when I sit word counts for myself, sometimes being sort of more of a minimalist kind of writer, Uh you know, you're like, get to this point, you're like, oh, it's just, it's really hard to do a bit more. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes it's torturous. Like I'll keep checking the word count. I'm like, okay, I need a hundred more words. I need 70 more words. Like, where can I stick in some adjectives? Yeah. I guess some days are harder than others, but yeah, I try, I try to stick to it. Obviously sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But yeah. But that helps at least focus me. Otherwise, I'm like, okay, well, I was sitting here writing for a while when really half the time I was, you know, scrolling through Instagram or whatever. And not actually <laughs> so it's good to know the words that have I to know get. that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it's so bad. But yeah. Especially, but then you're like, oh, but it's writing Instagram. It counts. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing research. <laughs> yeah. Definitely counts. Making Pinterest boards, you know, that counts. Character <laughs> inspiration. So that leads quite well into um, the question of your writing process. Are you more of a plotter or a pantser or somewhere in between? I am definitely a pantser. I wish I was a plotter. Like, I find that very appealing. <laughs> I I really <laughs> like the idea of having it all planned out. And that's how I am in the whole rest of my life. Like I like planners and calendars and schedules and all that. Like that is who I am. But I don't know when I write. No, I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) I've tried. (laughs) I've tried and I've failed. So I usually just, I like, obviously I have an idea and characters. I usually start with who the characters will be and a lot of times, because I write romance, I'll think about, like, how do they meet? Or, like, the the romance tropes I want to use. Like, okay, this is going to be an enemies to lovers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just have to start writing. Otherwise, I, I don't know. I freeze up, like, thinking about, well, how will I ever write, like, a whole book? So I just have to start. And then I do a lot of like daydreaming like while I'm washing dishes or driving the car of like okay well what will the next scene be and I kind of play it out in my head so then when I sit down to write you know I already have an idea of what I want to do yeah yeah and then usually around the middle I panic (laughs) (laughs) where is this going how how do I get to the end so the the second half is usually a little more planned out because I have to kind of, you know. Decide what's going to happen. Bring it in. Yeah. Decide where this whole crazy thing is headed. And that's usually when I figure out the ending so that I know like where I'm going. <laughs> but the idea of sitting down and saying like, you know, what's going to happen in each chapter, that just feels like witchcraft to me. Like, I don't know how. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how you do that. But yeah. Yeah. I think one of our last interviewees that we had was talking, we, we had a discussion about planned pantsing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like being really planned and like scheduled, but then like just kind of allowing creativity to flow when you sit down. And I, I 
was like, yeah, I'm going to totally make this a term, like planned yeah. pantsing. So you're a planned pantser by my books. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. That makes me feel a little bit less like I'm just, you know, I don't know. being Winging it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have sort of a plan. It's just not written down, I guess, is the thing. You're definitely not find- alone. Oh. I was going to ask how you find the editing process if you've done like half the book sort of pantsing is it do you find there's a lot of things you have to edit afterwards and go back or is it usually all right so I also reread a lot as I go so I know like a lot of people their first draft like they just get it all out and then go back but I tend to before I start writing every day I reread the last chapter that I wrote. Yeah. So I'll do some editing while I do that, especially like content wise, you know, not the real nitty gritty stuff, but if there's just character stuff I want to change or add, I'll do it then. So the editing is usually for me, you know, like just word choice and punctuation and all that, that I save to the end. But I feel like I brush up most of the content stuff as I go. Yeah. Um, so it's not too bad. It's not like I get to the end and I'm like, oh, dear God, like, what have I done? <laughs> so I think that's a good way to do it in general to to kind of reread and like get your mind back into things. Yeah. That probably helps a lot. <laughs> Saves the massive glaring potholes and things from popping up later. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's the idea. But then it's also kind of a trap sometimes because I'm supposed to be writing and then I'm like, oh, let me just go back and, and reread, you know, and you end up just rereading your own stuff a bunch of times instead of writing. So Yeah, being there, being there. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, this isn't bad. I kind of like this chapter. I'm just going to read this one again, you know. So sort of leading on from the editing, I guess, is how was your publishing journey? Obviously, you've got like a few things like novellas and then your most recent one that's been published. How have you found it in general? I have found it to be different than I expected it to be. So when I first started trying to, you know, get things out there, I had no intention of self-publishing. I didn't want to do all of that work, basically. Self-publishing is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Guys, um, probably no. And that did not appeal to me. I didn't want to do all the marketing and finding my own, you know, editor and all of that business. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to find a publisher and if I find a publisher, I'll be set. Like, I will be set. That's all I need. <laughs> Just yeah. find this, you know, and my my dreams will come true. So I did. I found a small publisher called Decadent Publishing. They publish, I think, exclusively romance. And it was really exciting. And I signed a contract and it all felt very official. And they gave me an editor. And it, yeah, I was like, oh, I've made it. And it was good. I had a positive experience with them. My editor was really great. I learned just so much from her, like more than really I've, I mean, I just, that was like really, really helpful. Yeah. But it turns out I wasn't just like all set. (laughs) I wasn't just like, oh, my career is, you know, set now that I've done this thing. And small 
publishers, in my experience so far, do not have like a marketing budget. They really don't market mm-hmm. for you. Right. Um, so that still all fell to me anyways. So I did publish another book with them. And then I published my Christmas cookie story with the Wild Rose Press because they do these Christmas cookie stories every year. And it was all like... It was all good experiences, but you really still end up doing a lot yourself because they're small publishers. So it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be when I thought like, oh, I'll get a publisher and everything will be great. Yeah. So I figured I would try self-publishing, which is what my latest uh, novella I self-published. And it was very exciting picking my own cover and you know, all that. Of course, the cost was a lot higher because you then have to mm-hmm. pay for all those things when you don't have a publisher. <laughs> yeah. I'm just learning so much. Yeah. So I've done both now. They both have their pros and cons for sure. And I, yeah, I'm definitely still figuring it all out. I don't really know. I have two more kind of in the shoot that I'm going to self-publish. And then after that, I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'll go back to a small press. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm I'm still kind of on the fence about it. But yeah. It'll be interesting to see like as you go. Like I I know I looked up a lot about the differences between the two and yeah, I did kind of heard that you had to do a lot of your own marketing. Even with the big publishers, like they are really only allow their marketing budget to like the really like top like New York yeah. Times kind of authors. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew that, but it's it'll be interesting to see how you find like the returns and stuff in in a more long term frame as to you know like whether you found you recuperated back yeah. that initial kind of yeah. outlay of costs and stuff versus the small prices, and I'd be so interested in that. Yes, I am also interested in that. I would love to see. <laughs> <laughs> if I make any of that money back. Yeah, it's it's we'll see. So far, I'm not New York Times bestseller level <laughs> with my sales. <laughs> I will say that for sure. Um, but I know there's a lot of self-published people out there that do that do make like a career out of it. So mm-hmm. it's apparently possible. I've not cracked the code yet. But maybe I'll come yeah. back and share the <laughs> the secret if I figure it out. <laughs> yes, please. If you figure it out, I think yeah. a lot of people would be like, oh, love to share your wisdom. I'll let you know. <laughs> I think that's interesting with like the, the big publishers as well is that like it doesn't necessarily say anything about someone's ability as a writer as to whether they end up in that New York Times. I mean, obviously they're good writers and the New York Times kind of yeah. sellers but you know that's not to say that there aren't smaller authors yeah. on the payroll who are getting much less and are still like really great writers yeah it's just sometimes it's that that kind of lottery win <laughs> so yeah yeah I think yeah. obviously you have to be talented but it's a lot of luck too I think <laughs> that yeah. you, just, you know you hit it just right so yeah. we'll see. That's that's my journey so far. Hopefully it keeps going. <laughs> Very interesting journey. And it's kind of somewhere where the, I'd like to aim at some point is like do a bit of a hybrid kind of. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, but a best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. And with the the small publishers, you know, then every little cent that I made from those books, <laughs> when I got that first $17 check, that was just pure profit, <laughs> that $17. So, <laughs> you know. Makes it a lot, like, simpler yeah. in your mind that you're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you do have that. You do have that. Yeah. But you also you know, you have less control. I didn't get to pick my covers, you know, I got to give the input, but they were, they were picked for me. Yeah. I don't get to pick like the price point. So I, I can't be like, oh, my book's only 99 cents this week. You know, it's just always what it is. Right. So li- like little yeah. things like that. So why don't you tell us a bit more about your new novel, Bewitched by My Best Friend? Okay. Well, it is a paranormal romance. It is novella length, so if you want just something kind of short and sweet, it's a friends to lovers, and basically it's about Callie, who has some powers that she's trying to get a handle on, and she's always, you know, you know how that is. You've got powers. (laughs) Um... Just want to be normal. <laughs> just want to be a regular girl. And you're not. You're just not. So she um, has always been able to sort of tamp them down until her best friend kisses her and essentially starts like a lightning storm because her powers control the weather, as you do. Um, and so, I love this. yeah. So this terrifies her and she runs away and basically the story picks up like two years after that high school's over and she's been hiding out in her grandma's cottage in the woods because she's a witch so obviously (laughs) and that's where Sawyer her best friend tracks her down and tries to convince her that it's fine she's not gonna kill him with her her powers and (laughs) it kind of goes from there that sounds awesome yeah, thank you. <laughs> Actually, I should probably read more novellas and stuff. Like, when you don't have a lot of time, like, it's quite nice to have something a bit shorter. Exactly. So. If you need just like a two hour read, they're nice as kind of a palate cleanser, you know? If you've just read some big heavy thing and you need just a little. Right, cough, cough, Outlander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't tell the bees I'm gone and you just need to kind of come down from that. <laughs> You need something quick and fun. Just saying. Oh, also, when you sign up for my newsletter, you get the first three chapters of that book for free. If you want, like a little sample, just just put. Totally gonna do that. A little free free sample. I was just thinking. I think you're the first romance author we've had on here. Yeah. Yeah, I think think so. so. I mean, we've had kind of like cross genres. I think I feel maybe, but. I think you're probably the first real romance author, which is really exciting because it is actually such a big genre that I'm surprised that we haven't had yeah. more. Yeah, I was going to say because there's romance authors everywhere. I mean, maybe that's <laughs> yes, I know. I feel like it's possible that Any other like, romance authors out there, feel free to apply. <laughs> yeah, come on, everybody. Um, Love a bit of romance. Everyone does, really. Yeah. It's so fun. Like, it's just it is fun, and that's why I like it. And I feel like so many people, especially, like, over these past two years, things have been grim, you know? And I think 
a lot of people started reading romance because it's just it's comfort food. Like it's a big bowl of mashed potatoes. You know, it's just like you just eat it and you just feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what romance is so yeah so what was your one of your biggest challenges in writing writing your novella we'll we'll just go with your last book since it's probably fresh in your mind yeah I think I mean writing wise I just always I just hate editing I I don't like it and I'm not good at it (laughs) so I hired an editor everyone don't worry that book is not out there in the world unedited it has been professionally edited but I don't like that part I have like a comma problem where I just I don't know where they go I put them everywhere I don't know (laughs) this like those are the things I don't like um the nitty-gritty of it I like figuring out the big you know the fun stuff the story and I Mm -hmm. don't you know the editing is just the boring part for me so that's always a challenge just to get that done because I usually just don't want to do it and I start, you know, procrastinating and cleaning weird corners of my house that don't need to be cleaned <laughs> when really I'm supposed to be editing. And then, yeah, other than that, it's it's really the marketing piece, like, like just getting it in front of people part because there's mm-hmm. like millions of books out there. So just getting people to look at your book is is hard. And I'm just not... Like, I'm not going to dance on TikTok. You know, I just can't. (laughs) I can't do it. So (laughs) I'm trying to find any other way um, than that. I'm on Instagram, but like every time I make a reel, it takes like eight years off my life. So I'm trying, but I'm just not a big performer. Like I'm a writer. I want to write quietly by myself and then just (laughs) just want people to read it. I don't want to have to you know, sing a song about it, but I'm working on it. But that's, <laughs> that's a challenge for me, getting it out there. I totally get yep. your feelings about TikTok. <laughs> I, yes, I, I'm not on I, TikTok I, either. And me neither. I <laughs> just can't even bring myself just, it's just not for me. It's just not, it's just not for me. I'm pretty sure I'm too old for it. And I'm just, I just, I can't. I'm not a performer. I don't even like to play like charades at a party. Like I don't, I don't want to act. I can't. I don't like it. So anyways, I'm not I'm not on TikTok, everyone. I'm sorry. Make a little dance routine for your book. <laughs> people do really cute things, but I'm just not those people. Like I just I can't. I can't even imagine what a dance routine of like our books would look like. It would be very strange. Like are you supposed to like symbolize or not? Like I'd start overanalyzing it, you know? <laughs> trying to have like symbolism and moves like oh my gosh this is oh, why we're on tiktok interpretive oh. dance there you go yes tell a story with your body <laughs> oh dear so do you have any other projects that you've got on the horizon you'd I like do. to tell us about sure thing so I have a book called Through the Fairy Ring. That one's already out in the world. And I'm working on two other books in that same world, Um, two more novellas. So book two is written and needs to be edited. And I am maybe, question mark, halfway through book three, writing it. Okay. 
Yeah. And I plan to release those both together, hopefully in May, because they sort of, I mean, obviously they're all part of this series, but you can skip book one. Like book one is not required to read book two. You can dive right into book two, but then you're, it, that one sort of ends where you're going to want to read book three. So book two and three kind of go together and they'll be out hopefully together in May. You're so kind to your readers. We just leave cliffhangers and make them wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's effective. That is effective. <laughs> no shame here. Our poor readers. I'm just a really impatient uh, person in general. So I'm like, I'm just going to write these both and just do it all at once and put it out there. And I don't know. I'm probably supposed to build the anticipation or something, but. They'll both be I think there's there. different ways for doing it and you've got to find what one works best for you. Yeah. Which is what's so enough. hard about self-publishing, you know? Like yeah. you know, we were talking about finding a magic formula before, but that's the trouble, is there really just is none. It's how mm-hmm. you best work. Yeah. Which is like a huge trial and error thing for like every single person. Yes, very true. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it takes time. So to any listeners out there who might be kind of feeling a bit down about their sets or something. It takes time. We're still in that ourselves as well. (laughs) Yes, very true. And then I think sometimes you find something that'll work for a little while and then maybe you have to change it up, you know, because whatever, there's a new TikTok or whatever. I don't know, something happens (laughs) and you have to change how you do everything. So yeah, it's a a work in progress experiment. Kind of going with with that, um, like, is there any other advice that you'd offer new authors or even authors who might be struggling a little bit? I would say definitely, well, the things that helped me, I think, with my writing is just read extensively in your genre. Like, whatever it is you write, read a lot of that because, I mean, I just think that's the best way to learn like what readers want, what makes a good story, and just kind of the rules. I use that loosely, but the rules, like like what people expect. You can't say something is a mystery and then the mystery doesn't get solved at the end or whatever. You know, like you have to, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta give the people what they want. So I would definitely say (laughs) read, read in your genre. And then I would, I think, Beta readers are so important. Track Tracking down some beta readers for yourself has really helped me a lot, obviously with figuring out what works with my stories, but like make sure you read for other people too. Because I feel like that almost helps me more because if you're going to give somebody input on their story or tell them what's working or not working, like you have to really think about that and about – what makes the story work or not you can't just say like oh you know great (laughs) good job or whatever yeah Yeah. or if it's really not that great you have to you know why like why is it not that great and then you use at least I find that really helpful for myself too to be like well why didn't that work and is that something that I'm doing (laughs) in my in my writing you know so yeah I would say those two things definitely have helped 
a lot with my own writing and just finding people wherever you can find them online, real life, whatever to, I don't know, be kind of cheerleaders for you. Find, find, find a few people that really like what you write. Yeah. It's just really nice when you're having one of those days where you're like, Oh God, like no one cares about this. And then someone comments like, Oh, can't rate, can't wait for that to come out. Or I loved reading your last no. whatever. Yeah. You know, like you need those little, at least I you do. do. <laughs> I need yeah. a little. I think it's nice, you know, like yeah. it's not near, really that you like need it. It's mm-hmm. more just that like it helps build that positive feeling that like helps uplift you and put yeah. you in that creative space, right? Definitely. And I mean, writing is something you mostly, well, not you guys because you have each other, but I, I was <laughs> going to say that writing is really something you do by yourself. So it's nice to have other people every once in a while <laughs> to chime yeah. in or to tell you what it. they liked or didn't like or yeah or just you know keep going <laughs> I agree I, I definitely agree with your beta writer uh, beta reader comment yeah just and the reading for other people as well like it's it's really helpful um, yeah you learn so much when you read stuff for other people and really have to think about <laughs> Yeah, like you why really things do. aren't working. I was just gonna make fun of Ashley's comment, like beta writers. I'm just yeah, imagining like <laughs> some sort of ghost writers, except for fiction. Like <laughs> they just write you a fiction book, and you're like, great, and put your name on it or something. I love it. Is that a thing? Can I get one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get myself a beta writer. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just. <laughs> You might be. I love making fun of each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't covered already? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like we really we hit all the things. I think. Oh, there was one other thing I just thought I would put out there for other writers that are trying to get their work out in the world. So I. I don't know, maybe other people know this, but I recently discovered that you can submit your writing to, you know, contests. <laughs> this is like just, just, woo, guys, I'm on to something here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my, my fairy story is a finalist for the Heart Awards this year. So that's so cool. I, well done. Well, thank you. And this is like news to me that you, you know, there's contests out there. You can, you can submit your writing and you could maybe win. And then you could write like (laughs) award winning author, like in your author bio. Right. Very cool. (laughs) This is true because I feel like I've just started exploring it just very low key. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why we haven't really done this before. Yeah, like it's something that I guess I knew was a thing, but I never really considered like, oh, I can submit like my work to to this contest. So, yeah, you can find like, you know, just lists of writing contests (laughs) that you can submit your work to. This is my big discovery of the week. So, well, to be fair, we've never really pursued that very actively either. Yeah. Really. Yeah, well, that's what I was kind of thinking. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of work that goes with it, but not very much. A little bit. Especially yeah. by the time that you're already trying to edit everything. And yeah. 
Yeah. You've got like complete manuscript. Just sitting down there and like, you know, doing the application form. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than putting it on the back burner, like, oh, maybe I'll do this. And then being like, oh, it's closed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I missed that deadline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've also seen quite a few that take, um, you know, unpublished work too. So it's not always like it doesn't have to be something you've published even. So just just a thought. That is a great <laughs> tip. Great tip. <laughs> yes. So where can people find your books? So all my books are on Amazon. But I think the easiest way is if you go to my website, which is melissamctmct.com. And then that has all my books and like all the places to find them. Yeah. And you can sign up for my newsletter and get those first three chapters. And I am not on TikTok, but you can follow me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot. And Goodreads, that's, that's where I hang out usually. And so what's your handle on Instagram? It's just at Melissa McTurnan. Awesome. Nice and easy. Easy peasy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on the show today. I think we've had a really great conversation about how your writing began and your discovery that you're a romance writer all the way through <laughs> to I enjoyed hearing about your publishing journey as well because you've got to see mm-hmm. you know both sides, which has been quite insightful. So thank you very much for coming on. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. So if you would like to apply, you can go to our website, lindersoncreations.com. Hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you'll find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, it is one of our Talking Shop episodes, uh, which are always interesting. So we can, you know, see what Sarah and I have been reading for the past month. Um, And if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.